right. Hey, what's up? We are so excited to have you guys joining us for our first Black Girl Moves Black Girl Chat podcast. Say hello, ladies. Hey. Hey. We're all excited. So we have so many treats for you guys coming up um, with all these different podcasts. Uh, We will talk about everything that affects us as Black women in our community. For those of you that don't know, Black Girl Moves, that is www.blaqgurlmoves.com. Should you check us out? And you can find us on Facebook at blackgirlmoves.com as well, uh, Black Girl Moves. And then you can also find us on all social media under Black Girl Moves. Again, it's B-L-A-Q-U-R-L-M-O-V-E-S. So uh, we are here to encourage sisterhood and togetherness and overall health, wealth, and focus in the global Black woman community. Um, We come from every stretch of the imagination. Uh, Our huge conduit is through travel, but we do a lot of events. We have a lot of great different media aspects coming out for you guys. And we just invite you all to come and go with us because we are Sisterhood on the Move. My name is Carly H. I am the CEO and co-founder of this wonderful operation. And with us today, you have quite a few amazing women. So next in line, you're going to hear from Ms. Goody. What's up, y'all? It's Goody. Um, I'm here because I love Black women and I love Black-ass shit. Um, you know, I'm here because I love the women that I'm here with. Uh what you're going to get from me, quirky-ass shit, um, is goody. Now, <laughs> next. <laughs> this is the Empress, Mocha Carter. Um, she she going to do so? I, this is who I am. I am the spiritual and wellness advisor of the people of this Black Girl Moves thing. Um, and that's it. I'm not going to give you a lot of crazy maybe maybe not i don't know mostly positive vibes most of the time not always though the empress is never impressed (laughs) (laughs) shit i want to over i am goody i do spiritual shit too I'm the CEO. You should probably never have me on speakerphone. Oh God! <laughs> in a sexy, sexy voice. I'm sorry. Um, um. Up, up next, we got the commander. <laughs> so this is Erica, also known as Foxy Mama, um, serial entrepreneur. Uh, yeah, and I don't even know what else to say, y'all. Like, I'm just here. Like, so you'll hear from me. We're going to have to do better one these days. Sugar trap. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all going to have to come in and rap or something about how dope you are. It's Nick up next. Nick got the rap. I know she got the rap. I ain't rapping today, y'all. No, no, no rhymes today. But what's up, what's up everybody? Nicole, um, Chief Operations uh, Officer for this thing called Black Girl Moves. And I am probably going to keep it the most real ever, 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 ever. <laughs> ever, ever? <laughs> <laughs> and we got we got the the sexy Kimmy Kitty coming on Kimmy Lavage. Hey y'all, it's Kimmy. Vagina and penis is my specialty. Um, <laughs> <Hey, man. laughs> I don't listen to 
<laughs> well then, <laughs> that is all. So there you have it. You have the ladies that are joining us tonight for Blanca Moves for our first ever podcast. We are quarantine flexing, so you already know we are what four weeks deep, almost into this uh, shelter in place. So we are yep. definitely gonna be a little. I don't. I don't know if we can get more extra than we are, but it's gonna be interesting. So we're gonna we're gonna have a. Uh, Sister Goody Garnett, uh, take us into what we're going to discuss first. Okay, first of all, ladies, how how is everybody doing in place? I'm good here. Yeah, I'm fine. Delta's in the muff. So I was raised this way, so, you know, I was only allowed to go out to the store uh, and then come home. So that's what I'm doing now. So this feels like my childhood. Childhood, right. <laughs> Feels like the seventies, right? <laughs> but you know Wait, what? Say the seventies. That's when I couldn't go outside either. I couldn't go out in the eighties, and guess I what? I didn't go out in the seventies neither. I ain't go out in the seventies neither. Whatever. You wasn't, you wasn't out of were you even born. We tell people where we all are, so that people get a little more context around that. Um, yes. Yeah, so CEO Carly H right here, repping. Oh, no, I'm saying good. <laughs> it's goody. I'm in Westchester, New York. You know, um, money earning Mount Vernon to be specific. Money earning Mount Vernon. <laughs> don't go for me though. When we <laughs> went outside, open up. I'm be outside. You don't even have to come to Mount Vernon. I'll be outside. <laughs> All the boroughs. <laughs> you hold it every borough. So the Empress is in Canada, aka oh, the Bronx. Oh. Down. <laughs> North Bronx, be specific. Well, oh, yeah. Nah, she in Southern South Canada. <laughs> she said you were in Toronto. Right. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> um, Mickey, Mick, where I'm you in at? Brooklyn. 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 <laughs> Coming from the planet of Brooklyn. Yes, Enough Lord. of that. Enough of that. Amanda, you know Amanda like in e, where you at? So I am between, well, at the first, well, when this all first kicked off, I was between North Carolina and Boston, but I'm currently uh, doing my bid of this stay at home in North Carolina right now. Um, Durham. And when, when outside opens up, we will be living in Massachusetts. So. Oh, Oh, that's dope. Coming north. North side. North side. You're going to live about an hour or two from Ann because she out in the boonies. <laughs> and and being Guam. And what about you, Kimmy Kitty? I'm the, the lonely New Yorker in Florida. So as soon as outside opens up, I'm on the first plane smoking back up north. Please enjoy. <laughs> over it. South Florida though. Oh snap. Yeah, I don't know if I want to be down there for hurricane season. No, send help. During this? Yeah, you're gonna have to get my boo. So we all locked in and um why is that? Sometime around when we were mourning the death of Kobe Bryant, there were some murmurings of this illness that was like coming from Wuhan. And uh, the first case was uh, January 20th, the first case in the US. And you know, there were some blurbs in the newspaper about it, but we were more mourning Kobe and we didn't know what was going on. At best, we thought it was something that was happening to other people. It, we weren't concerned. Um, I'm still mourning Kobe. I can't even. 
but as time went on <laughs> you like as we got further into january uh a covid task force was put together this was kind of behind the scenes because our uh presidential administration was not being forthright and honest with us um by the time we got to February, we realized that there was a really big problem. Around February 26, someone who had not been out of the country um, got sick. And they were trying to figure out, that person was in Northern California, and they were trying to figure out what exactly was going on. Um, by mid-February, I'm sorry, by mid-March, they, they were like, oh, we're gonna have to shut this down because it was spreading at a ridiculous rate, um, more and more people were getting sick. A gentleman from New Rochelle came in contact with uh, COVID-19, which is what they call it. Um, and his whole area, his synagogue, he was taking the Metro North. He worked in the city. Um, he worked across the street from the Metro North in Grand Central, big New York City hub. Um, once you're there, you know, you're coming in contact with him. Um, and it started to spread like rapid fire in New York and other states. However, New York became a hot spot. By mid-March, we were told to uh, shelter in place. Um, companies had to rush to figure out how they would have their employees work from home because it was something they were telling us. Some companies were saying could not be done. Um, it's being done right now. So now here we are months in, well weeks in it feels like months because we've been in the house the march was mad long yo march was a very long time march 97 man it was like a million months of sunday or something that was trash mm -hmm. so is new york calling it a shelter in place yes yes what's north carolina calling it stay at home you know, you know how them country folks, they just like, hey, they don't want to use the language of shelter in place because they tell people because niggas got guns down there. They were like, the oh, I like my freedom. Yeah, they were like active shooter situations. They tell people shelter in place. So they felt like that was fear inducing. So they didn't want to call it that. Mm. Mm. They they take their um what's that there's um their well, I can't even think of the amendment <laughs> second second amendment right seriously <laughs> very seriously yeah I mean we all should but you, I I wouldn't play with the South when it comes to that they'd be ready to go they'd be like Waco okay <laughs> so, no yeah. they said trying to have cookouts when the weather broke the other week so well you mm -hmm. know but to be fair um. The administration was telling us this is a flu. People are making a big thing out of it. Even though... Um, the Hong Kong flu. Yeah. Even China, though... The Chinese virus. Even though we know that we can't trust the administration, people tend to believe or rock with the narrative that suits the lifestyle they want to have. Be yeah, but nobody wants to be scared. Like, yeah. Oh, so, like, if they're like, oh, it's going to go by quickly... I'm, I'm okay so with you that. buy into that, but for me, I was like, yeah. I don't know about that, Fims. Yeah, like, for yeah, me, but I'm at like, the same oh. time, you don't you don't want to be a fear monger, and you don't want to give into fear that's undue. You know what I'm I saying? Can't like, go to the store. yeah, you definitely did, but it's 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 a fine line. You know what I'm saying? Like, 
like someone that's like super super unemotional and logical is nikki so like nikki what were you thinking when the government was saying all of this? um i took heed and i was trying to get my job to take heed i mean i wasn't like spazzing out but i was like i could do this from home why am i here so <laughs> let's all do this from home because we can <laughs> yeah that makes sense um me sense. personally in january because you know i'm a little bit of a spiritual nut and in january i was like i was like yo this is about to get real we need to start talking about my my company works from home period but we need to start talking about telling people that they're gonna have to work from home everyone in the i was in a meeting because what i do is i run the office everyone looked at me like i was nuts like why would we do that it's not that serious and in my head i was like all right and i started thinking about how i was not going to be coming in very much more because you know i'm on the train spazzing out like ugh, these people standing all close to me and they got covid <laughs> I everybody was a suspect yo before things got really bad i actually left boston and came back to North Carolina because I didn't want to get stuck there. Um, and I also started telling people like, you know, just before they started doing the whole, like, you know, shelter in place, stay at home orders and doing all of that. I called a select group of people and was like, look, just go to the store, get some things, stock up. It's about to be crazy. And I, and I was very, like, because I know that these days, like, as soon as everything started breaking, everybody started going off. And then you have all these people with their YouTube videos and conspiracy theories and all of that. And I'm like, look, screw all of that. We don't have time for none of that. Just instead of being nervous, like, be prepared. Like, I'm more or less, like, of that mind frame. Instead of being scared, be prepared. So... That's where I was. But I was glad also to be working in an environment where people typically work from home and they had already said, okay, we're going to test, make sure everybody can work from home. If you can't, then let's get you set up, you know, and make sure that everybody has what they need to be able to work from home and keep things moving. So. So because I'm in the medical field, I think that my outlook was a little bit different because we were concerned kind of early on. Um, but I think, well, I don't, that's not really true. I think that we were kind of like, it's probably not that serious. And I think with a lot of people, if it doesn't directly affect you or your family, you kind of just like, eh, it's whatever, nothing, it's not that serious. Um, I don't think people really took it seriously until it was actually in New York. Well, I'm, so, I'm speaking of New Yorkers anyway. I don't think that New Yorkers took it seriously until it was actually in New York. Um, and a lot of them still aren't taking it very seriously, which is crazy to me because you can see the amount of people that are dying and people that are like very close to a lot of people are dying and a lot of people's friends are getting sick. So the fact that people are still not taking it seriously and still living their lives as, as if nothing is happening is a little bit wild to me. But um, I don't know. I don't know why. No, it's and you know what? We all love black men. We all have black men in our families that we love, you know, black men that are friends that we love and um, you know, and and Hispanic men too, uh in our families and friends and all that that we love and we're we're the populations that are getting hardest hit by it. Like I don't know if y'all may not know Long Island, but if you look at the huge thing now is that it's ripping through Long Island and 
it's all in the towns and in the hospitals that serve the towns that have the largest black and brown populations. And so it's, it's, it's not like there's anywhere that you can go that's really safe, you know? And at the same time, what happens? We're not going to the hospitals and stuff until it's too late, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think a lot, so I think they're trying to change the narrative from it being an Asian thing to a black and brown thing, which is not necessarily true. I mean, granted, because of, because where the black population is, I mean, the, the spaces we live closer together often. So mm-hmm. that's why it's spreading probably faster in our communities than in others. Oh, yeah. Well, well, ground zero for this is Elmhurst, like Elmhurst Hospital, whichever hospital that is. And that is a large Asian population area, that whole surrounding area, Flushing, Corona, Elmhurst, all of that. Um, right. So that that's ground zero for New York. That hospital, like, is churning out, like, dead bodies, like, nobody's business so yeah it's, it's not a narrative where we're the face of it but I care about my people you know so so I definitely I don't want anyone dying but I definitely want us to be aware of things that we might be able to do um or who in our community might be most susceptible to it where we can probably help them or try to mitigate the effects I mean we're all susceptible um Blacks and Hispanics are really susceptible because we are the ones who make up the essential workers by and large. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But the people you, so a lot of people can get sick. However, the people who are getting sick that we care about and dying as a result of the sickness happens to be the black and Hispanic male single. Um, and I'm not quite sure. Well, I, I do know why, because, you know, these brothers run around here in all the healthy times and they don't need a woman. The only thing they need a woman for is a good time. Um, and they there mm-hmm. for a good time, but not a long time. Um, and, <laughs> are, and you, you know, black men, Hispanic men are, are dying a lot as a result of this. They're dying at home they're dying alone and and it's sad you know i I don't i don't know how to um heal it i know my male friends personally the ones who tell me i'm never getting married i I ain't marrying nobody um one they're not good being alone which is hilarious to me like you don't like to be alone but you don't want to find a, a partner to be with and the ones who've had to fight this by themselves, they're suffering. And, and there's not much that I can do about it because, you know, me being a part of the feminine dynamic in their life, they shut me down when I try to um, take care of them. Ah, you always doing too much. I don't want to hear that. Did you take your medication? I shouldn't tell you nothing. You know, I don't know how to respond to that. What's your experience with these dudes? I keep telling them, you could you <laughs> be mad at me all you want, but did you take your medicine? Hey, that's frustrating. I mean, if, if, if it's someone, you know, absolutely, it's frustrating. Absolutely. You feel like, all right, well, you know, do I keep saying it? How many times do I have to tell you? Why we always got to be arguing about this? But Yeah, and I, I beg them, please find you a nice, good woman who can take care of you. Please. Because this is ridiculous. 
or you can also take care of yourself and find a nice good woman that you could um, grow and build with so you guys can take care of each other because she's not your mother. She's not your mother, but in a time like this when you're sick and you're suffering, she would be there like Sabrina was there for Idris. <laughs> Idris, one of the most sexy men in, in, in our culture. He went and he got him a wife. Okay, so let's speak on that. So yes, he did I'm get partial to that accent. People, people drug her when it came out that she was also positive and she's pregnant. And they were like, well, she was all in his face and she was all in his... I was like, hello? Let me tell you, I will be all in his face and I'm not even married to him. I'm like, coronavirus. My comment literally was like, for some of y'all, all we would have seen was the back of your head looking like a bobblehead when he made his announcement on his IG live. So please. <laughs> but you know what? That's like, like you said, like that's that's his wife. You know, that's what she should have been doing. You know, I'm I'm talking about don't don't just be out here marrying just so you could have somebody to take care of you when you sick. Because what we're seeing is a lot of people ending up being quarantined with people they don't like, and that is a recipe for a disaster. Is that not? First of all, I'm going to just take a moonwalk for a second. I am quarantined with my family alone-ish. Because, you know, we're in a multi-family house. Um, I wouldn't mind having a little quarantine, bae. Times is rough out here, fam. Uh, hmm. <laughs> Times is rough and tough like leather. <laughs> like, Times is rough, bae. People got needs. People got needs. Let me tell you something. I am a hundred percent on board with that too because I'm like, listen, can I climb out a window and not get COVID? Like, I don't know. And I got an at-risk child, so I don't even want nobody in the yeah. crib. No, like you don't even know. Like they was outside too long and stuff. My daughter's severely asthmatic, so I I wouldn't even chance it. But man, listen. No, let's talk about these brothers, all of these brothers, the fine brothers, the cool brothers, the single brothers. Yo, had I don't know about y'all, but my inboxes, my texts, they going crazy. They going through it, yo. They are going Guys through have it. gone wild, okay? I'm getting all kinds of content. I'm going to start my own Pornhub. I'm not even going to be in it. I'm going to just put all of the content together. <laughs> Uh, that's a Me Too movement coming right at you. They're going to be like, yo, Goody, Goody did it. She put my dick on the net. That dick was unsolicited. It wasn't me. It was coronavirus. <laughs> coronavirus. <laughs> yeah, nah, like, dudes going wild. They wait, for, Let's rewind. So they single. They don't need nobody. Now they home. They can't cook. So they, they still exposed because they Uber eats every five friggin' minutes. Cool. Whatever. And now they have needs. And, you know, to be fair, shout out to Pornhub because Pornhub gave the people the premium package. <laughs> Word. 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 So shout out but to not, it, was, it was only a month. I, I, they did? I just saw it. I just saw it and say that premium was name. free. They really? Stay at Home stay Hub. Home it was home. Stay at Home Hub. Yeah. yeah home hub. So, yeah. So, all these dollar dicks. I heard. Yeah, I heard. Pornhub. So, you know, they, but I guess after a while, they feeling like they don't like their hands as much as they thought they liked their hands. 
Now the phone ringing. Hey, you could come out and, and maybe we could just see each other. Fuck you, me see each other. <laughs> now they can conversations and whatnot. <laughs> What you what you mean when I'm gonna see you? When outside open up, I'm outside now. That's very nice for you. I, however, am in the house. I'm not coming outside. I think I've told you all the story before. Dude on the phone trying to encourage me to come outside. I'm like, but there are that? sisters going outside though. Yeah, our sisters are going outside. But check, I'm like, yo, what's that sound? He's like, yo, I'm at Rite Aid. Why you at Rite Aid? I'm getting a thermometer. I'm under the weather. Excuse me? You trying to encourage me to come outside? He was trying to give you that Rona dick. (laughs) I was like, no. You can't even trust these these dudes. Nah, I'm I'm being here. All my needs will go unmet, except for I'm going to have a whole bunch of content. Them too. Yeah, them too. I'm going to have all kinds of content. Because... Guys have gone wild. They they shirtless, just random shirtless. Um, they they send in all kinds of yo. They're getting so creative with like the climax shots. Have y'all seen these creative climax shots? Like, bravo! You mean money shots. They're called the money shots. Amen. Oh, the nutter butter. They're getting creative. They've always been creative. What? Goody, what, what kind of I mean, what kind of business you, you running over there? I'm what, not what? running a business, fam. I'm Are you house. sure? I don't know. This sounds kind of. I mean, I don't know what's happening, but my my calls and texts have been: Are you good? I know you work at the hospital. Blah blah blah. You talking about you getting money shots? I I don't I don't fam, know. I'm as surprised as you. There was a time when those were the calls I would have got. Now. It might have been that hot girl summer I had in 2019. <laughs> 2019 was definitely a hot girl summer, but anyway. Let me tell you, 2019 was trash. Um, 2018, 2017, those are hot girl summers. 2019, I was just like, yeah, it was all right. I was going to have one 2020. I um I was looking forward to having one 2020 also. We was finna, we was finna be out. We had Carabana. <laughs> We had the Hamptons, we had the Puerto Rican Day Parade, we had Essence Fest, we had, we was finna be out, out, we finna go overseas, like, we were gonna have a good time, and then coronavirus, was like, nah, you good, sit your asses down. I just wanna be able to go to beauty supply shop, yo, I miss <laughs> my nail tech so much, yo. I wanna know, why are these brothers, though, like, you would think at this time, why are people not ordering, like, celebrity coochie molds? Ah, um, they, they are. <laughs> I was gonna say, uh, do you want to answer that, Kimmy Lavage? <laughs> There's like a huge spike in toy sales right now because everybody's getting desperate or lonely or whatever you want to call it. And um, so, I mean, the celebrity most sell, but I think Coochie is Coochie at this point. Um, <laughs> and then once they run out of coochie, yeah, but that Tracy's dog. Oh my! Oh, please don't get me started. <laughs> that thing is amazing. Nah, nah. We need we need, we need to talk about Tracy's dog real quick, cause cause I was I was like, hmm, that's not like an investment. It is a a very worthy investment. I will say that it's the best fifty dollars ever. Dog. Wait, what happened? Tracy's dog. <laughs> what okay, y'all doing so, to Tracy's dog? Um, that sounds odd. I don't even know why they named it that. To be honest, it's a little weird, but um. 
basically there's this toy that went viral on Amazon. If that, if you think that's even possible, the reviews went viral because all the women were being so descriptive about the orgasms that they were having and how they were doubtful of the toy and so on and so forth. So me being me, I'm reading the reviews and I'm like, Oh, there's no way it's that great, but it is. (laughs) And it's called Tracy's dog. It's yes. called. The, the <laughs> I remember, like, is that T? Was that T with T? T with T? But um, it's just a, it's a branded toy, but they have other brands that sell the same thing. Because when I got it, I was like, man, I could have been had this for like months ago. But it's, it's so a many function. of them on Amazon, right? And the, and the other ones are not called Tracy's Dog, so you could get it from any brand. It's just the style that's important because it's suction and it vibrates and you insert it and it vibrates on the clitoris and it vibrates on the inside. So like, there's like 17 things. And how you spell that? <laughs> <laughs> Tracy's dog, literally somebody named Tracy. T-R-A-C-Y apostrophe S D as in dog. O as in October and G as in goody. As in goody, goody, gosh, gotta get that. As in goody on the people damn website now. <laughs> as in Amazon, <laughs> but yes, it's it's worth the purchase. You will not be disappointed. I promise. Wow. That's all I'm gonna say. Well, you already heard that, so um Y'all go viral again, Tracy's doll. You already know the holla at all it's about to be sold out. Of Black Girl Moves. So <laughs> just um if y'all want to give us a little kickback, like we'll even take a free Chasey's dog, you know. Have one, get one, you <laughs> know what I'm saying? So we'll, we'll we need thirteen of those free free ones. Yeah. And then also, um, I believe Kimmy sends sells them also on her website, don't you, Kimmy? I sell the same exact thing. It's just not it doesn't say Tracy's dog. I'd rather it not say Tracy's dog to be honest. Oh uh, what but educated, fun, happy, smart, um, interesting, uh, robustly into our sexual lives kind of lady. So, you know, you get a little bit of ratchet, you get a lot of righteousness, but you know, you, you're gonna be happy when you're here. So uh yeah, so Darlene, I'm gonna let you finish your thoughts though. That you what was my thoughts? The the thoughts was basically um, the guys have gone wild, they they're creative with I like to call it the clam climax shot, but okay, money. There ain't no money in it. I ain't, I ain't making no money yet. I'm not going to make the money until I create my own stay-at-home hope. <laughs> the lusty dusties, I like to call them. Yeah, the, the lusties. Hey, they got stranger, lusty. how you been? Hey, like, stranger, what's you up? Thought, you thought hurricane hoes were bad. Oh, my goodness. Lusty dusties. We call them ashy larrys. They don't like lotion and they dick. So. <laughs> nah, yo. I, I got you, content. You beat a dry dick? That's called freaking burn, no? Yo, I got content. Yo, this dude was oiled all the way up just for me. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> Wait, what? I think we got exclusive uh, content. Yeah, exclusive content. Just for me. I'm, I'm like, all right, this is cool. <laughs> I if this is what we doing. Yo, Goody, when you see Goody on the meat, the face of the new Me Too. <laughs> Yo, is oh, I we got the like, character witnesses. They're gonna be like, uh, <laughs> first episode of Black Girl Moves podcast. 
hey, look, I, I look, <laughs> I, I'm not doing anything to the people. I could actually say that they are harassing me because I'm up in the house praying. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Getting right with God. Easter Sunday was coming. It was Lent and wow. everything. Wow, that sounds like he shouldn't. He shouldn't have called me in the first place. He shouldn't. Have, she shouldn't have worn that dress if she didn't want it. Want me to touch her. He shouldn't have me. oiled himself up and slid into my <laughs> messages, right? Right. He knew what he was doing. Anyway. Um, oh, you sound you sound just like man. They gonna put you right next to Harvey. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 no, I'm, I'm good, man. I'm good. I'm goody. He gonna, uh, he gonna be like, what, what you in here for? She gonna be like, man, listen, they wanted it. Look, if they, look, I didn't put send any um our ad- advertisement for the thing. You know, <laughs> thing just show up. <laughs> Yo, and the. By the way, I'm in three weddings when outside open up as the bride. <laughs> I'm the bride in three weddings. Yo, I, I, I deadass got 73 dates. Yo, dudes, yo, I'm, I'm not going to all of them. Yo, you a good <laughs> woman. I'm coming for you when this is over. A word? <laughs> you know, you know, you, I'm telling you, you all be... kind of proposals happening, man. All kind of, yo, dudes talk about, yo, I can see I'm going to be married. Within the year, a word. <laughs> yo, yo, you know me and you never even gave it a shot. How long we known each other? Like right. we didn't even care. I got a couple of those. Like, too. I'm saying I'm gonna have to hold your hand or something. Whatever, whatever happened to us back in the day? Hmm, I wonder. <laughs> like what happened? It's <laughs> my favorite line. <laughs> they well, the Empress woke up for that. <laughs> they only got hear my me talking shit for. A little bit, then they'd be like, "Yeah, I know what they're happened." Like, oh, now I remember. <laughs> <laughs> I remember what happened. Because we got out with me, and they were like, "Oh yeah, never oh, mind. Yeah. Never mind. Never mind." <laughs> <laughs> oh, I forgot you was an asshole. Oh, you still an asshole? <laughs> yep. <laughs> like I'm still an asshole. Yeah. So <laughs> <Whole> life. <laughs> well, yeah. Like, well, huh? well <laughs> let's ask the sister. Um, the married ladies, the currently married ladies, um, Miss Kimmy and Miss Amanda in charge um how you guys you know keeping it, it you know foxy and and hot and sexy and y'all got the kids home and this the shelter and y'all just breathing in each other's face all day probably brush teeth twice that day just once you didn't wake up at noon you know stuff like that like how y'all doing it you know honestly what we've been doing um like we'll feed the kids and get them in bed and then we will like sit with them while they eat and have conversation with them but then we will also eat alone um and you know go on a little date watch a movie drink a little maybe have some edibles or something um and then also some days you know because we're home all day oh my god my mother is gonna be like i cannot believe you said that but whatever um (laughs) we will put on a movie and distract them with the movie <laughs> and have like a little cookie middle of the day. Like, okay, afternoon delight. Distracted real quick. We can make this happen. So, yeah. Yeah, it's pretty <laughs> much the you, same Kimmy? thing. Pretty much the oh, same. Okay. Um, distract them, you know, schoolwork in the daytime, of course. And then at night, we're going to go to bed with a little melatonin. And then mommy and daddy are going to go, you know, do what it do. Uh, uh, Definitely some edibles, cause um, 
I'm working. Y'all drugging the babies? I'm sorry. Edit, edit this out. Edit. <laughs> it's all natural, okay? It's safe for children. It's fine. They're, they're okay. Benadryl. Old school drugging <laughs> the babies. A little rum on the pinky, you know? It's, it's fine. <laughs> we all survive. But right now they're with my mother-in-law. So the house is empty and uh, Ooh. yes, it's, it's amazing. We sorry. You want us to finish this podcast like right now? <laughs> <laughs> the way her tone changed, honey. She's like, oh yeah, the kids say yeah, Tracy's dog has been Listen, it's already ready on the night stand. So. <laughs> right now. Well, you need my time alone. See, we try to like, there is none of that over here. And these kids give us no rest, okay? Oh, so, she called. Do you want to bring the kids over? And they were packed up in 45 minutes. So um, <laughs> I was not saying no. I sent them with their masks and their paper filters, and everybody's good. Sanitizer, diapers, bye. <laughs> Oh, well, that's that's good. You know, you got to keep the fire going on in there. Uh, what do you ladies think about um, the fact that people found out that they don't like their partners? <laughs> and um, it's not a laughing matter, but, you know, DV's going up, divorce is going up. It's um, it's kind of crazy because we don't realize how little time we actually spend with our mates and our partners. You know, you, you figure and I'm going to give two scenarios. So you have one. Well, I guess I got to give three, right? Because you have one where you don't live together, you know, and you have your own obligations. You both work or you might work and have kids. And so, you know, on a good, good week, you probably see each other for what? Maybe 20 hours that whole week, right? Because that would say maybe a couple of hours during the week and then as much as possible as you can on the weekend, you know? So maybe 20 hours, 20 waking hours right? And um, that's if you don't live together. And then if you live together, it's, it seems like it's almost even less, right? Because if you live together, you don't have kids, you still have work obligations, your commute, all of that going on. And then you get home and, or you might have a gym, you know, appointment that you go in either before or after work, you get home and you got to shower, you got to cook, you got to clean, and then, you know, try to get in some boo time. So what's that? Three hours a day, you know, days a week that's 15 hours right there maybe on the weekend you get more time um you got kids involved it's even shorter amount of time that you spend with each other so we're really we're seeing our co-workers more than we're seeing our partners and our families you know and so with work husbands oh yeah exactly and work wives <laughs> so we're in a situation now where you know the shit hits the fan everyone's high stress and now you got to look at someone that you probably didn't even notice when they changed their hairstyle the last time. You know what I'm saying? I'm not saying everybody's like that, but a lot of people are. You fall into routine. That's that's how we get through our lives. We get through our days. We're humans. We put things in boxes. We put things in order to rationally deal with them or sometimes irrationally because that's a lot of people. So having that routine broken up is also leading to the stress that's causing a lot of this DV. Also, a lot of people are just, in horrible relationships and not being with around that partner as much has helped that relationship last as long as it has. But now that there's nothing else to do, the shit is hitting the fan. What do you guys think about all of that? I mean, I think honestly, people have to kind of confront why they got married in the first place. 
and there's a lot of people and we see them all the time who have very curated lives online and now with the rona that's all like coming undone if you will because then now you can't hide all of a sudden you're living with this person that you didn't like before all of this and now y'all are in each other's faces and you're finding out that you really don't like them and so it's like what do you, what do, you do about that or you discover that like Nicole Irie Parker went on her Instagram live talking about her relationship today or was it yeah yesterday or whatever yeah, yeah. and yeah. you know and all of a sudden she's like I miss dating married men flirt with me I wish my husband flirted with me I wish he texted me I wish he kissed me on the back of my neck while I'm scrambling eggs and all that and it's like wow are we gonna tell this on Instagram live Instagram is not where you need to be having that discussion you need to be talking with your husband about that she had her Aisha Curry moment. I don't know what it is about these these women with these fine hus- millionaire husbands, whatever, you know, but apparently something is just not clicking for them. I don't know. And and they're pretty women. Maybe they're just used to having more attention, you know? They got a movie like, coming out or something? I think a lot of them don't really have friends. That's really what it is. And it's like you're stuck in the house. You can't go hang out with whoever you, the one or two friends you have. And now you're trying to find ways to vent and get your feelings out and you're misdirecting it instead of sending it to your husband and now you're sending it to the world and that's, you can't take that back. So they either need to find some friends. Yeah, that's friends. crazy. <laughs> they need to join Black Girl Moves and find some friends or they need to, you know, find a teletherapist or something because this ain't it. But the person that they're living with, the person they're married to, should also be their friend. So can we have that conversation? Because people well, need uh, that. And, and that also, that's the thing, because I feel like right now, the whole isolation thing is either going to make marriages or break them because you, mm-hmm. you're going to realize, wow, shit, we have never had a real conversation about anything since we've been married. Like, this is fucked. <laughs> It's either right. that or you're going to be spending time on the porch talking or, you know, kiki ha in the living room and you're going to get a stronger relationship or it's going to fall completely apart. So we'll see who makes it out and how many people are online at the divorce office, you know, when the shit is over. Well, this age of Aquarius is not hiding anything. All veils are coming off. Amen. So with, the, yeah. <clears throat> with the domestic violence component, is it that people are under stress or were these dudes abusive anyway and it was easier for the wives to kind of send the kids to sleep before they got home is it the spike in alcohol because i know i'm drinking more like what are we why the spike probably a combination of all of that i think so yeah it's i definitely find at least for me with the counseling aspect that even though my counseling specialty is is in sexual health. I do find that people vent about other topics and it's, you can't go outside. If you were upset and you usually walk it off or go to the store or whatever the case may be, you don't have that option right now. And then you're stuck in the house, you're not working or money's coming in a lot less. So now there's a culmination of stressors happening all at once. And then people are like soda cans, eventually they pop and then you know, that's where the domestic parts come in or it was already happening before. And now it's just worse because the individual is more accessible. So it's a rough time for a lot of people right now, but they definitely need to know that there's ways to get help, even though they can't leave the house. 
to make sure that they're at least trying to find an outlet or try to find an escape route when things do open up a little bit more. And it also we also have, I'm said, sorry. oh, sorry, um, that Goody said earlier about people who don't want to get married. And then now all of a sudden they're, you know, they got married for whatever reason. And now all those people that feel stuck and trapped and frustrated, mm -hmm. all of those mm -hmm. things are bubbling to the surface as well. That's and how or, or, or even, even the people not, not, not even married, but how about those dudes that are living with women and either they got kids or maybe they don't have kids, but they're homosexual. So they can't move out on their own. You right. know what I'm saying? Or, or they, or the woman lives with them and they feel bad about putting her out. She might have kids or, you know, Whatever way it goes, it goes all the way. It's like there's there's good and bad on all sides. Um, to be unbiased, completely unbiased, um, and that leads to a lot of the stress too. You know, so like dag, like at least you had a side chick that, that took away that stress. You know, like for these guys or even for these girls, at least they were able to see their side dudes like I'd be cooped up with someone that they don't like. And um, there are women also that put their hands on and don't know how to communicate correctly. And so you know, DV goes a lot of ways there's many ways that dv affects people um and even if it's not um physical domestic violence you know financially emotionally mentally um spiritually like that stuff is tough and that stuff is hard so we want to make sure that we put out whether you're a male or a female or however you identify out there if you're listening to this we want you to know that you can <clears throat> call excuse me national domestic violence hotline that's 1-800 799-7233 and I know we're making light of a lot of things having to deal with this you know as black people we tend to do that um, but it, coronavirus is serious um, a lot of people are losing a lot of people that they love um, and, and it's lonely for some people there are people that don't live with anyone don't have family nearby and so we just want to let you know if you're having dark thoughts you know um, you can always find us <clears throat> our emails are on the website and um, also, uh, if you can't reach anybody immediately, you can always call the suicide National Suicide Prevention Lifeline, and that's 1-800-273-8255. Um, we're going to um, say those numbers one more time. The National Domestic Violence Hotline is 1-800-799-7233. And for the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline is 1-800-273-8255. Just so you know, if you're in a domestic violence relationship, whether you're the abuser or the person being abused, or it goes both ways, you can call, you can receive help. No one is above help. It doesn't um, make you a less person. It makes you a less person if you never choose to get help. If you're, if you're the abuser, you need therapy. You need to speak to someone. <clears throat> it's, it's only an issue when you choose not to fix what's wrong. So um, it's nothing wrong with getting help and not we suffer from PTSD in our genes as, as black people, post-traumatic slavery um, syndrome, you know? So we don't always handle everything the best way. And we were taught that when something gets on your nerves, you handle it with the hand. So some of it is in, ingrained that you have to relearn yourself. And we don't, we, not all of us had the loving care and attention and therapy that helped that, but it's never too late for you to get that help. Um, and for you, that may be the person being abused in, in any kind of way, that's not love. 
and it's not love for you to stay with that person. There's nothing you can do to help that person other than help them get help, whether with them or calling the cops and having them have to force to go through therapy. So um, make sure that whichever person you are on, whichever, it doesn't matter if you're male or the female, the abuser or the abused, please, please, please seek help, especially during these times. Um, you know, it, it's just so much going on and your lives mean so much. Um, our community, we're dying by so many things. We, we don't need to die by things that we can prevent. So um, we just wanted to put some brevity in there and stick that in there so that you guys understand where we're coming from. We know we're making a lot of jokes of some things, um, but it is still very serious and there's very serious things to talk about um, regarding that. So speaking of serious stuff, Insecure came back on last night. Very serious. <laughs> I'm so serious important. about important. how important. I feel about that, okay? Because sis made us wait <clears throat> almost two years for this. Sis. And, and sis didn't even make the episodes longer. I mean, she sis. didn't know that we would need the episodes to be longer. Nah, she yeah, knew. She knew. Minutes. No, I watched the trailer where she said, it's 30 minutes long. They it's just a comedy on HBO. It's only going to be a half an hour. Listen, listen, let me tell you something. The three of those minutes is a recap from the previous season or the previous episode. Let me tell you something, sis. Don't do this no more. Don't do <laughs> this no more. Okay? I, somebody's <laughs> going to make sure Issa hears this. So I need to let Issa know, sis, sis, twin, right here. I love you, right? Nice smile. Hey, that's me. Brown skin, all right? I'm with you on all so many levels. Don't ever do nothing like this again. Never. 30 minutes? 35 minutes? What? What is, what is you doing? What is you doing? Don't do that no more. So that's that's the first part that I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to jump in on. Welcome back, Lisa. <laughs> yes, welcome back, though. We're, we're happy. That's what we love it, you know? Um, I'm just going to start off with... I'm gonna tell y'all why Lawrence is a motherfucking toxic ass fuckboy, right? I've been waiting for this. Cause I hate him. I, I <laughs> hate him. I hate him. Oh, I hate him, all right? So I have a whole like diatribe that I went in through in essay mode and everything. So I'm just gonna give you a couple of pointers from it because I broke it down <laughs> on a PowerPoint. Let me tell you, tell you about this motherfucking. Lawrence, right? Because I try not to say the N-word too much, but I'm going to call that nigga a nigga, right? That's what he is. Ooh, can't stand him. Okay. So, I'm, we're going to go according to my bullet points. And I'm going to go, and I'm going to refresh him a little bit more, and I'm going to let my sisters join in. But as soon as they start saying something in his behalf, their, their mic's going to accidentally get mic uh, muted. I'm just letting you know that right now. Okay? Right? Lawrence is a trash, toxic-ass fuckboy. You can hear me. You can hear me. <laughs> Let me tell you, the worst of the toxic ass fuckboys are the fuckboys that are like, I'm a good guy. No, the fuck you're not. You're not a good guy. You're not a good guy, bro. Bro, you're not a good guy. Why are you here, good guy? It's a facade. Think hear. about it. I know you hear me, girl. Woo, sis. 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 Don't do this to me, my blood pressure is already spiking, and uh, you're trying to lead me susceptible to COVID-19, and I'm not down with that, okay? Let me get back to my normal homeostasis, all right? Oh, what, what do niggas like Lawrence do? Oh, 
what Lawrence did that, okay, let me start, start from the beginning. I initially did not hate Lawrence. I initially kind of felt bad for him. And I had an issue with Issa because I said, if she would just communicate that she needed him to get his big, lazy ass off the motherfucking couch and stop sitting there waiting for people to hop on his app and go, even if he just went outside and went to a coffee shop and told passersby about his app, she would have been happy. But that nigga didn't do that. But she wanted him to do it himself. She didn't want to be the impetus for that. So he loved her because she, her insecurity, which if you watched her growth through the show, you know her insecurity back then from the first episode was way worse than it is now, right? Her insecurity allowed him to be an underachieving sloth until she couldn't take it anymore. And she ended up cheating. So the same reason why niggas forgive other niggas for cheating, like, oh, she let herself go. Look how fat she got. Oh, she cut all her hair off. Oh, she don't like sex a lot. Da, da, da. They give each other excuses for that, but they don't understand why Issa cheated. Like, you have an unmotivated, lazy-ass, grown-ass nigga just sitting there, and then you come home from work, and he didn't even do the dishes? He ain't mopped the floor? Like, he just sitting there? He himself himself. Right? Let me tell you, I, 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 don't, I don't even remember if homeboy cleaned himself up like that, right? Like, I'm pretty sure, like, to me, he came home and his feet was stinking. She just walked in the house and smelled farts and stinky feet, right? Because in LA, right, and her house always looked like shit, like, that nigga wasn't cleaning. Nah, nah, right? And then, so when he had that wake-up call with her cheating, then he became a hoe. He became, because he got some money. He fixed himself a little bit up and got some money. And then he drove that poor, short, pasta pick or whatever through the mud to make Issa feel bad. And it was like, it's weird. I don't want a woman, right? And so that's another fuckboy shit he did. He hasn't had a healthy relationship since, right? But niggas want to take up for him and be like, oh, but he didn't cheat, though. I don't give a fuck. I don't give a fuck. Just because you didn't cheat doesn't mean you're not a piece of shit. Like, you just need to stop thinking that stuff. Yeah, so that's not me. I'm not playing with Tracy's dog, so I don't know who's vibrating over there, but that's not me. Okay, because I don't get turned on talking about Lauren. You can get it faster than the pink one on Amazon. Just saying, in case anybody needs that info. So go ahead. I don't know. Somebody's phone felt bad for Lawrence, but yeah, so that's my Lawrence diatribe, all right? So ladies, I don't know if you want to the point about him being a toxic fuckboy or that he hasn't had a healthy relationship since Issa neither. So obviously she wasn't the only problem. He has that, one um, now. No, he doesn't. They just started seeing each other and he almost fucked that up too from the beginning. That's why. He has promise. That's why he's it's called promising. the comeback kid. All these niggas have promise. That's all they got in audacity. Niggas got potential and audacity. <laughs> got that by the boatloads. Broke that. Oh my God, I can't. I, I'm you, Okay. So I will say this a little different perspective and I'm not team Lawrence either, but just being that I do work in the IT field, he seems personality wise from season one was just like an introverted developer. Like that's how they roll. That's how they are. Like that's, that's, that's them. So yeah, I I know developers, but he went from being an introverted developer to having threesomes and catching the clock a few times. Hey, he had his ego. He cheated on him, and he had to go and, like, stroke his own ego. Oh, but if a woman did that, and she got cheated on by a man, and she went and stroked a couple of other egos for it, then she's a hoe. So basically, I'm calling him what he is. He's a fuckboy-ass 
fucking insecure ass hoe ass nigga. Hey, she tried to have a whole a, a whole cation too, and she just mm-hmm. was not built for that life. Everybody is not meant to have like th- their whole face and have okay, that. So I just I, I never said she wasn't a fuck girl neither, but I hate that people what? don't know that he's a fuck boy. Let's okay, rewind. Well, let's rewind, yo. Because equally yoked. <laughs> Yeah, Lawrence only got a little bit of screen time. He got a little bit of shout out, but a little bit of screen time. But so much happened in this introductory <laughs> episode um, that we should address that before we even talk about Lawrence, who I don't necessarily think is a fuck boy. It could be because most of my boys are like Lawrence. I don't. I'm know. sorry. What'd you say? I didn't hear you. I muted your mic. Oh. Okay. I'm so, just kidding. I, mean, just, I know a lot of men like that too. That's just that's. We all that's know like, men like that. That's why I don't like that nigga dog. I mean, <laughs> that's it dudes. They 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 be my aces. They be like my right and my left hand. But I get I get it because I always say that um, good dudes have baggage, but the problem is they think they're unicorns, so you're supposed to accept all the baggage. Because all right. the good dudes think they're the only good dude. When mm. all I know but is they're dude. not even good dudes. They they think Lawrence is a good dude because he didn't cheat. That don't make you a good dude just because you don't cheat. There's a thousand other things you could do. Shitty. Have and decent jobs. He looked decent. He didn't have no job back then. That he was wasn't working. He had his app. That's the job. Nah. If he could go mess with the producer, <laughs> he got a it's job. Not cool Lawrence app be a job too. Good night. Um, the I producer think, had his own apartment. Oh my god! Oh, he I was think, hot. I think people's women's biggest problem with, with Lawrence is probably because they see their ex in Lawrence. Lawrence is a guy that didn't have a job for a very long time, but she supported him all that time. And then, as soon as they broke up, he seemed to be able to get his shit together. And I think a lot of women have a problem with that part of it, and a lot of women see an ex or something and they relate to it and that's what makes them angry. I don't think that people necessarily really hate Lawrence besides Carly. I don't think that anybody hates him that much. <laughs> and the <laughs> thing is that I, I never I never dated a man that was unemployed. I, I dated men that uh, fuck boys, yes, but not unemployed or anything like that. They usually had drive and ambition. That's not that's not the part of Lawrence. The thing is that no, aspiring rappers, like if aspiring rappers can it can be counted as having jobs uh, and party promoters then his app counts. Women push um, back against the whole money. desire to, uh, you know, now now women are pushing back against supporting a dude for his potential. And that's what they see. Issa knew that he had potential to be the man that he is today. Mm-hmm. She enabled the man that he was the days that they were together. And, and that's you know, why they'll get back together. And then he gave that, he's given that to the next chick and not to her, and she invested five years in that. Well, that's why you don't date a project. Right. Exactly. Or you don't date a project unless you can see the execution of the plans. Like, you know. Nah, okay. fuck that. Because if you don't execute, I'm going to execute you. <laughs> you got to have a plan. Is, for that fault? is that Lawrence's fault or is that her fault? Like, hmm. They're both to both, both. And they both have horrible communications. Cause I, I went crazy after the end of the first season. I was like, they both make me sick. But I'm tired of this whole Lawrence Hive shit. Like, and I realized that it's really, really black men really have an issue with strong black female leads that cheat on the grimy ass niggas. They hate Tasha from Power, even though she got my damn nurse too doing stupid shit. But they hate her. They hate Issa. They hate Olivia Pope. 
she ain't even do nothing wrong with black niggas. She just fucked the white. But you know what though? You know what I say? Because you know, think about like the most like fuck boyish dude you know. The biggest hoe that has like the really nice girlfriend or the really nice wife and they just in the streets doing all kind of hoe shit. It almost makes you think of like on um oh my god, what is the movie? Why am I drawing a blank? And I love the movie. The best man, right? When homeboy, when Morris Chestnut character found out that his girl has slept with his best friend, Lord, like he lost his damn mind. Why? Because nobody wants to think that this woman that they've chosen, if they put on this pedestal, would even do anything like that because they think that, you know, we come to them all virginal and clean. Right. So the minute you step outside whoa, that- Whoa, 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 whoa. You, you, don't, you don't come to niggas all virgin and clean? Erica, what you doing out here? Y'all heard me just, well, before we even got on here, I told y'all I thought for the longest time. Yeah, only just playing, I'm just playing. So, hey, late bloomer, okay? Late bloomer. Each time is like the first time, so. Exactly. <laughs> like, it's new, it's new to you, damn it. It's <laughs> but do y'all want to get into the actual episode? Yeah, 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 yeah. Let's, 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 Are we done with Lawrence? Because when we talk about Molly, yeah, yeah. we we, we just go to Easter Easter and Condola. We gonna go into? I mean, that's how the episode starts, right? Okay. Well, the episode started with her saying she don't mess with Molly no more. That's true too. But you know, yeah. But then, but then it rewound. It, it went and rewound months. or rewinded yes. four months, right? Um, yes. Rewound. Damn, that's fucked up that a friendship could unfurl in four months. But um. Listen, it only takes four days for some people, four minutes for others. Shit happens. How stupid you are. I exactly. think. Poor, poor communication. Mus- what is it? Miscommunication leads to complications, right? Not even I that. threw so Wu-Tang and Lauryn Hill in this shit today. Yeah. All you need is a little bit of insecurity for a friendship to go down the drain. That so, is so true. So uh, true. So true. Super fast. Um, let's start with the condola like uh, Miss Goody uh, Garnett did. I'm, I'm not going to say nothing to start off with because we all know I got a long-ass story with that, but go ahead, Donnie. So just out the gate, just the way they're interacting, they see they click. They, You know, that's a friendship that kind of makes sense. They're both quirky. Mm-hmm. They're both quick-witted. They're both on top of their shit, and they're both passionate about what it is they're doing. So out mm-hmm. the gate, it just seems like a very good um, mix of personalities. Uh, however, we note that Issa is fronting for Condola. She buying all these clothes, the the the, the grand the grandmother shirt. That's not mm-hmm. your grandmother's shirt. You ain't have this for a long time. And then she spilled a little water on it. it was like, oh no. Um, <laughs> so you know, it's interesting how we as women front for each other because Issa wasn't buying no fake clothes to date any of these niggas she was dating, right? Is she fronting for her, or is she making her step her game up? Um, she was fronting for her because you can't afford this shit that you wearing. Period. But iron sharpens iron, you know. Like maybe, maybe she felt she had to present a more professional kind of face. She's leveling up, but she's also yeah. fronting. It's the same way where where you know I think women wear makeup for other women basically for themselves and other women like what dude's gonna be like oh i love that cut crease in your eyes and if he does um he's not he's not he's not into you 
like that. He's crying to your brother or something. There's nothing wrong with that. But I'm just saying. Yeah. I mean, but also, <laughs> he did level up, though. Like, I mean, that says something, too. Like, she realized, and that could also... And that, what, what I saw was her being like, you know what? I see that thing in her that I like, so I'm going to mimic that. I didn't think she was necessarily fronting for her. She's fronting for somebody, but it's because she's going to places she never went before, which is interesting. Let's, let's say putting on work. airs. She's putting, putting on, on airs. airs. Which is what fronting yeah. really means. But what's interesting is <laughs> Condola is taking her to places that she's never really been before, these highfalutin places. But if you ask me, Molly should have been taking her to these places, no? True that. I was going to say that, yeah. Molly is is a high-level bitch that loves slumming it. So she, she likes to act ratchet and down. Like, remember she was she was dating that dude that um got head from another dude and he lives in the hood? Sterling K. Brown and she left him for the married dude. Mm-mm-mm. Yeah, so like, yeah. She, she she likes that kind of stuff. So, Inevitably, so of course, if, if Issa... Kind of places. Mm-hmm. But, but, if, but if Issa is ratchet, she, she feels more comfortable being ratchet with Issa instead of having Issa come into her world. She wants to be able to dip back and forth between those worlds. Because Molly goes on lunch dates there and acts bougie, bougie with that. You know what I mean? Or bougetto or whatever you want to call it. Right. So, cool. Because now we're talking about how her and Molly go to, to turn in the clothes that she fronting for. <laughs> or she fronting <laughs> with. Like, I've never done that. I I would like to say that I have done that, but I don't have what it takes to go back to the store with the thing. Yeah, no. I don't have the, the patience, the energy. Like, I don't, I can't go back to the store with the thing. Anything, I'd be like, no, I'm going to just, if something don't work, uh, I'm going to just, t- I end up giving it away. I don't have that kind of patience. Have y'all ever had the patience to buy the people thing and stick the tag in? Nope. Mm-hmm. No, because you yeah, nah. I'm all, I'm already big. I can't be having no time. My personal rule is like if if you love it, and do you need it? I have to be I have to be able to say yes to one or both of those things. Period. What about you, Empress? Or do you just walk around in your Empress new clothes? <laughs> Well, a lot of my stuff is custom made anyway. Yeah, I was about to say uh, anyway. Next, next. <laughs> she's like, she's like, you, you, you regular shopping stores. That other people wore those clothes before you. <laughs> um, uh, if I don't get it made, I order online, and I don't have the energy or the capacity, the capacity to wrap things up and send it back. So, no. I don't. I don't. She do can't that. even say it. She's thinking about it. She's like, <laughs> sitting back. What? What the hell? I don't make tags on my custom made clothes. I say mocha. My tag says mocha. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, is this how you people live? Oh. <laughs> the tags don't d- irritate the skin on your like, nah. <laughs> Next thing you're gonna tell me that you bathe in Avion water. That's not even good enough to bathe in. <laughs> I hate you. Uh. <laughs> Ooh. Oh. But, but let me let me tell how um we gotta skip to we're gonna segue into how Molly feels about Condola and that leading to probably the off comment remark that pissed everybody off. Before we get 
<clears throat> a lot of people are like, yeah, you know, Issa needs to just stop talking to Condola, but she's so deep into this project, right? That I don't know if you know spite your face. Exactly. It would be stupid of her. And then her and Condola, again, they, people need to communicate better. Like they were really awkward for no reason. So I have a Condola in my life. And um, so <laughs> I, my first love, my was my college sweetheart. We were together for a little over five years, right? Um, we had a few times we broke up all together three different times. But the first time was um, this this woman. Let me see. That was like my sophomore year of college or something like that. So we'll call her uh, Tina, right? So he would he never mentioned Tina before, but they knew each other since high school, and apparently they were really really close. I never really heard of her. So as a man, you can't bring up some new chick <laughs> to your girl that you've been with for a while and then be like, yeah, I have this friend. No, this ain't no friend. I'm going to gut her like a fish. So go ahead. Tell me about your your little friend, nigga. Right? So that's how it was. And um, he was like, I would really love you to meet her. You guys would be great. I'm like, oh, yeah, sure. sure. No problem. I'd love to meet her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you went to high school with her and I'm just now hearing about her. You know, like we've been together for a long time now. So, um, a little time goes on or whatever. Uh, someone tells me, oh, she was like, I, I specifically asked him, I said, is Carly going to have a problem with this? And he told me no. And I said, oh, okay. And she's like, so it's supposed to be for Sunday. I said, okay, cool. So she's like, I just wanted to let you know, and nothing's going to happen. She's like, she's like, I promise you. And I was like, yeah, well, you, you don't owe me nothing. It's cool. So, um, I asked him specifically, I was like, are you talking to Tina? Is Tina coming over? This another blah, blah, blah. He's like, what? I haven't talked to her since you said you was going to gut her like a fish. I was like, I, okay, cool. I was like, so you lying to me? And he's like, no. I was like, I was like, we're not even together right now. You don't have a reason to lie. He's like, no, no. Sorry, whatever. So boom, she's there. She's texting me while she's there. She's telling me the layout of my place. I know she's not lying, right? And she's like, she's like, I just feel like I have like, like, I have to just let you know I'm sorry. So I don't feel she's being messy. I actually was really thankful for that. A few weeks go by. I finally ended for good for him. With him, we break up for good because he was lying about some other stuff. And I knew if he was lying about her and didn't have a reason to, he definitely was lying about bigger stuff. <clears throat> so, of course, fast forward a year. Um, I'm back home in the States. And she's like, hey, can we go out bowling? I want to meet you. And I'm like, all right, cool. And I tell my best friend, who's the CFO of uh, Black Girl Move, and she's like, bitch, don't you go. You're stupid. What you guys talk to her for? What y'all got friends for? <laughs> and I was like, nah, like, you know, like, I just want to meet her. Like, he always said we was a lot alike. And when I spoke to her, I liked her. Like, my spirits as well with her. I'm cool. So we go bowling. We hit it off. Like, I love her, right? So fast forward, well, like, seven, eight years, like, that girl's my girl. Like, her husband calls me sis. Like, I was a bridesmaid at her wedding. Like, we have business ventures together. Like, she's, like, my height. She's brown skin. Y'all all have met her. Like, I love her. Like, that's, like, my sis. Like, her kids call me auntie. So the woman that is the reason why I didn't marry the only person I was ever in love with, right, my first love, all of that, I was in her wedding. <laughs> her kids call me auntie, all so, that. So, so, so basically, no, basically, like, Nothing belongs to us. And I learned that a long time ago. Nothing on this earth belongs to us. Everything is temporary. Like, could I have missed out on a super dope person who I can't imagine 
my life without like her kids her kids are my babies you know what i'm saying like like i i can't i can't imagine that for for what for for someone that was lying to me anyway and i have nothing but love for him i i wish him the absolute best he's happily married children all that beautiful family so happy for him so proud of him but at the end of the day i wouldn't have been happy knowing that i had to deal with the stuff that i dealt with while we were together so there was nothing that that she did that or or could have done that would have fixed what happened between he and I. It was outside of her. And that's how that uh, whole story was basically how I understand both Condola and Issa. And cause mine is even deeper. You know what I'm saying? Like, but um it's around the same amount of time that Issa was with Lawrence, this another we didn't have those kind of issues that her and Lawrence had because Lawrence beyond fuckboyish. Um but um the whole thing at the end of the day is that her and Condola are similar. And they they do bring out good points in each other, and they they can have a genuine friendship. They had a genuine friendship budding outside of Lawrence being introduced into it. So it's not in spite of Lawrence. So I understand, and I just I just don't get anybody else that would feel threatened in that situation. Yeah, it might be awkward, um, but it would only be awkward if anybody involved is lying about their feelings. So I also understand Molly being the friend, being like, bitch, you stupid for that. Because that's what my best friends were saying to me. <laughs> but now they all love her too. So that whole long story, just to let y'all know, don't do that Dola and Issa. Um, I feel like Molly had a few issues with mm-hmm. the Condola friendship. One, the that- I could never have done this without her. That's going to be a sticking point. Two, but it's true. And, why, and didn't Molly came late. This, why didn't you tell me when this happened? That's going to be a sticking point. But she called her and she didn't pick up. True. But it's a sticking point. She, she called her before she even left the building. She wasn't even down the stairs when she called her. All true. Did Molly call her back? Nope. Exactly. Exactly. So I'm, I'm just blessed that my best friend's not like Molly. Like, like they're similar where they're both career women and type A bosses and all that stuff. But my best friend is not on that, that bullshit that Molly be on. Molly be on some real stuff. Bullshit. My best friend's like one of the most giving people in the world. I'm not just saying that because she'll probably listen to this. <laughs> but yeah, but, um, but yeah, like I, I just want to know real quick before we merge into that whole Molly and Issa ugh, dynamic, which is hell. Uh, down the line, uh, Goody, you yeah, could be like, friends with Condola or not? Yeah, I could be friends with Condola, but the issue I have with her and Condola, the, there's not, there's some things I can't, I'm not, I would need to have the discussion. Like Tiffany would have left or Tiffany would have had to sit her ass down. It would have been like, yo, Tiffany, how you knew this was going down and ain't say anything to me? And it would have been Condola. The issue isn't that you're dating him. I'm over that. The issue is this might be awkward. I'm doing business with you. How do you feel? There would have had to be a full-blown conversation because I like to clear the air. Yeah, but there was shock for them. And remember, this whole show is based around people that don't know how to communicate. Right. That's true, too. But I I could be friends with Condola. It would just take a... um, it would just have to be a sit down, a, a very clear discussion on where we stand with the thing. Once we're clear on where we stand with it, the only person who would have had an issue would have been Lawrence. Cause um, I don't care. Yeah, basically that's, that's how I was. That's how I was. Uh, commander. 
What about you? Um, I would have had no problem being friends with her because similar to Goody, we would have just had to have a conversation about it and then we'd have been good. Mm. So that's where I'm at. Now I have had like a similar situation with my husband. There was a young lady that he dated in college who we were friends, but then she started telling people that they weren't together because of me. And we weren't even a couple at the time. We were just friends. And she made him, she gave him an ultimatum one day and told him to choose either her or me and said there was not room enough in his life for both of us. Bye, Felicia. Right. So I'm like, oh, well, you know what I mean? I'm like, shrugs. And so, you know, long story short, we're married and they're no longer friends. And she married somebody that looks like him. So, hey. <laughs> I like she threw that at him. And that nigga, that nigga uglier though. <laughs> but that, that's the thing right there. I couldn't be friends with that, the woman who's given an ultimatum about right. you. I can't be friends with her because you're going to him to talk to him about something that if you talk to me about it, you ain't going to have no concerns. Because the right. biggest turn off for me is somebody who don't think I'm the bee's knees. Mm-hmm. Mm. What'd you say, Empress? Um, I don't, I don't really know. I mean, that's I think that issues. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 don't, I don't talk to men that talk to subjects. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I mean, I think it's so because I live in New York and I'm used to meeting people, perhaps partying with people, perhaps, um, maybe not working, but just meeting people that probably have dated somebody that I've dated. You know what I mean? Um, it's the, the black community, the black uh, professional community. It's not, it's pretty small. Everybody knows everybody. So there have, there have been many times when I've met someone who, um, who I may have formed a friendship with or has had a budding relationship that was about to happen. And then we find out we both, you know, dated the same guy. Um, some of them are still my friends and some of them aren't. I don't, I don't really, I think it depends. I, th- I think it depends on, like someone else said, you have to have communication and it has to be a conversation. Mm. So what if, what if you found out that she bought clothes and it took them back? <laughs> <laughs> I <ain't doing> that. <laughs> uh-huh. Why are you like this? That's more of an offense. I, I'm just saying. I can take you fucking my ex. I can't take you buying clothes from H&M and returning them. <laughs> That's See, where I draw the line. That you only bathe in Fiji water. Oh my gosh. Oh, who's next? Kimmy? Oh, hi. What do um, you boo? <laughs> well, also being from New York, I had an ex that was for everybody. So, um, <laughs> not the I did, I the, mean, the non New York man. women are going to be like, hmm, no New York niggas. It's only a few blocks. <laughs> but um, I did know other women who had dated him before and I'm pretty sure I know some now so 
I couldn't really be mad at her. But again, it's the communication part that's most important because A, we're not having no pillow talk about him. That would be like a ground rule. And then B, you know, any issues that they have, I don't think I'd be able to really counsel her, you know, or help her with because I probably have the same issues too. Mm, that's actually, I never really even thought about that, although it has come up between me and quote-unquote Tina before, like, you know, mentioning something that, ooh, girl, like, you know, those girls, you at the brunch, and you're like, ooh, you look tired, like, yeah, my man wore me out. <laughs> and I was just sitting there like, that nigga can't wear out a sofa. Like, <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> that is kind of crazy, though. <laughs> Awkward. <laughs> He did. He do the little thing with his. You know, <laughs> never mind. <laughs> he might have got new skin. Girl, that's not. That's not big. Like, mm, he's no, he's not. <laughs> <laughs> like, mm, you must be used to little ones. <laughs> oh, what do you say, Nick? Um, it. There's only like two people in my life now that it would matter. Like, you know. Like, we can't share the same penis. Everybody else, I don't give a shit. So, it would that's bother cool, me. That's cool. not. Well, what happens? bothers me? Maybe I don't mean, care about that. That's not very why little care bothers about. me. Did, did it make me money? Exactly. I don't care about that. <laughs> me too, exactly. Goody. Me too. <laughs> I, I need a fine for that dick. <laughs> then it'll make Goody Weinstein over there. <laughs> I, I I don't care. Shut up, yo. It's not my fault. It ain't my fault. That's what he said. Mr. Cool guy, didn't he go to jail for rape? You really digging <laughs> yourself a hole? <laughs> oh, did I do that? <laughs> he, he sure did. I know he did. <laughs> you can't stop. <laughs> oh, he sure did. Poor thing. Look at me sympathizing with him too. Poor, poor <laughs> mystical. He can't even keep his hands off the ladies. <laughs> Goody Weinstein. <laughs> know what I'm saying? I hope we're not triggering anyone. We're really sorry about that. Um, Y'all know they're gonna eat us alive. Um if if they're gonna do what that Tracy dogs do to us alive, I'm down with it. Bring it. Let's go. What's up? <laughs> So that takes us into um, Molly and Issa. So uh, Goody and I were having a talk a little earlier, and we read some stuff online where people touched on the same thing. They they figured out that Molly and Issa actually resent each other. And I've been privy to people in friendships where it's like that. Like one was mad that one was from like a nicer area, and the other one was mad that that his friend was a little more ghetto than him. And so they they were jealous about different things in each other that was really retarded to be jealous about. So like Molly, um, well, Issa's kind of resents or is jealous of, or an awkward kind of admiration, should I say, of Molly that she professionally has it all together, professionally, um, you know, type A, she's successful in her career. But Molly resents, has an awkward admiration for, and, you know, is jealous of Issa's freedom and ability and willingness to take risks and, and fall and still somehow stand up on her own two feet at the end of the day. It works out for her. And so that that says a lot about their dynamics. Um, it's just really sick because Molly 
she she's a typical type A who could tell everyone about themselves but doesn't like to be told about herself. And then Issa feels inadequate compared to Molly. And Molly kind of plays on that so she could feel better than Issa. So like, yeah, man, I can't keep a man, but Issa had a man for five years. Look, her life is shit. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, that's, that's, I don't think that's the basis for a friendship. But what do I know? What do you think? I think really the whole Molly being upset about Kandula really comes down to like Molly. Wait, I don't, be. I'm sorry. I don't think it's Kandula. Isn't that some Kandula. kind of like vaginal? Like you go in the doctor's or the OBGYN and they put the Kandula in your hoo-ha and they open that shit up. Like that, that thing. Kandula? Vaginal equipment. <laughs> I just think she really like Molly just wants to be the center of everybody's attention at all times. Exactly. So this girl that Issa all of a sudden likes and she's buying these clothes and being a different person and all of that and Molly does not like that because now there's like there's a different dynamic to their friendship because here's this outside force. Would y'all say cuz I don't I haven't watched a couple of is is Molly um narcissistic? Would you say? I would say she has narcissistic traits. I wouldn't put her as a full narcissist. She definitely gaslights. Okay. I'm not mad at Molly too much. I get it. Um, she's so busy trying to be hard out here and cover up the. She's so busy trying to be perfect. Yeah, she fucking it all up. All of it. Yeah, all but how are you going to tell your, your friend, what was the exact quote that she said to Issa, the quote that everybody wanted to slit her fucking throat over? Because she told she her her like, life was messy. She was like... Yeah, you know, but Issa life be messy. Yeah. Like, that, it, it's true. come on, the way she said it and she her whole face too, like, you could say things a lot of ways. Like, you could say with a straight face, like, yo, man, that's kind of messy. You know what I'm saying? Like, you don't have to be in that mess. The delivery she was, was like, definitely bitch, questioning. why the fuck is you always doing something messy? Like, you know you ain't gotta do shit messy like that all the time, my bitch. Like, fuck out of my face, ho. But you know, they did hold, They did say they wanted to hold each other <laughs> accountable. They are accountability partners. You can be accountable and not be a cunt. That's true, And an too. asshole. That is a fact. That's true, too. But you know what? Some You could be nice about it. And whenever you are um, giving someone advice or telling them a truth that they don't want to hear, it always sounds like criticism. And it always sounds like you're being an asshole. Because they're not... But why be an asshole when you do do it then? goody like you know what i'm saying like 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 that's like if you got a friend who's breasting you're gonna be like damn bitch you brush your teeth this morning (laughs) (laughs) you might want to have practice a little tech that's all yeah like come on yeah to hear the truth you know when it's the uncomfortable truth but come on now if if that happens like or damn bitch you ain't wash your ass in a week like as compared to Hey, you know, like, I'm, you know, like, I know it's hot out here. Maybe you need some more deodorant, sis. You know, like, my issue on. wasn't so much that she said that to her. It was the, it was the fact that it's like, hey, kettle, like the audacity. Yeah, that too. Like, shut up. No, but it, yeah, but it was both. It was both. Because if she said it in a nicer kind of way, then Issa would have been like, bitch, maybe us too. You know, it makes us both. And then she laughed about it and then maybe addressed it the correct way later. 
But instead, the way the way she said it is why Issa felt the way she did. You don't she think that does maybe know that they, she, well, also because she doesn't want her to be friends with old girl too. So no, let's. But don't through. you think they're both guilty of being very selfish in Absolutely. this friendship? Because very like, selfish. Period. This is the biggest. This is a pivotal point in my my career or me embarking on something and you want to talk to me about this dude dating after you've been telling me you don't give a fuck what he do like mm-hmm. and at the same time i'm telling you that i'm i'm feeling something and you can't pause for a second i'm telling you yo i feel a little fucked up that andrew out here dating and and like you can't pause for a second to like Issa's response to all of her shit was like i no, no, Issa paused what she was doing. She was talking to people for money, right? She stopped what she was doing and she listened. And then she was like, well, what's the problem? Like, this if, ain't if, a you, problem. If, if you're telling me that it's not a problem, what's the problem here? Like, right. Mo- Molly was mad that Issa didn't say, girl, he's seeing somebody else? No, bitch, you stupid. You stupid for assuming. You should have had a conversation like a grown-up. And Why wouldn't he see somebody else with the way that she handles their... Um relationship but i have to say like i understand that because molly is a pro-black want to be with a black man kind of thing you know and so when you feel in someone that doesn't fit into that it's it's really hard to deal with because then you're like you're like damn man i, I want to like them but if i like them too much and they accidentally say nigga then i gotta gut them like a fish and everybody's gonna look at me like i'm crazy like you was you with the nigga that was calling you nigga you know but then so, don't like, be mad if he is like also keeping his options open yeah, but at the same time, why is he keeping his options open? Because the best thing in the world for him is a black woman. Everybody knows that. Duh. So. <laughs> they talk about that. And she's playing games. But yeah. But so it's, it's stress on both sides, but I don't know. Empress, how would you handle that if you was a regular person? <laughs> um. <laughs> I think, honestly, I think that the relationship between uh, Molly and Issa has run its course um, and I think they're holding on to a relationship that see, I mean it just seems very odd anyway they don't but I guess they're just insecure girls so like their their interactions are awkward but like just everything between them it always seems tense you know and um, I don't know if you know perhaps they've grown apart maybe they had more things in common before um, but I, I it's, it's like one of those toxic toxic love affairs, you know, that's what, that's what it seems like. Um, and I think that at some point they will have to just go their separate ways. Even if, even if Issa bosses up professionally? Well, I think that Molly is used to being able to kind of, um, place herself a little bit above Issa because she's doing well professionally and stuff. And Issa's just a mess. When they're both kind of a mess, but at least yeah. professionally, she can say, well, I'm better than you here, you know? Yes. And I yes. think that what she sees Issa taking things seriously and doing better and maybe leveling up in, in, the, in that part of it. Um, and so she might feel um, maybe jealous by that or something. True. Because she, she did have an attitude when they were shopping. Do you think people that have been friends for a really long time get like to a certain level of like comfortability? And I, then when yeah. they get in a relationship, I think the same thing like 
that's exactly it. It's the same, same thing with a romantic relationship. Sometimes people, when you get together, you're a certain way. And then after a few years, somebody or both of us change and our relationship doesn't, doesn't change to fit it. I don't know, but I think all of us have had friends, except for Darlene, because she wasn't allowed out when she was little. But um, I think all of us have had friends for, we, we at least have one friend that we had for at least 20, 30 years. I managed you to know have what I'm friends saying? for 20 years, though. They let me outside when I was 18. I'm 45 now. Look at that. <laughs> oh, I wasn't trying to date you. So, you know, I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad you dated yourself, so I don't feel bad about it. You know, I wasn't around in the 70s. You know what I'm saying? So I'm so so, <laughs> but but you know like how how do you ladies feel that you've nurtured like like my best friend and I have been best friends since she was 14 so you know we've been friends for two years and that's a long time <laughs> so, <laughs> y'all like I hate her um now nah, so but we have we have a 22 year long friendship you know and um I, I honestly don't get tired of my friends and then my girls from college I, I just thought about it today I'm like damn these I've been friends with them for half my life, you know, like, and I, I don't get tired of them. Like you could dead ass put me in a room with them all day. They might type, tape me up and like stuff my mouth with socks and duct tape it closed. But, um, I don't get tired of them. So, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, and I feel like we've grown and we, you know, some of us have kids. One of us is engaged out of, you know, my core group. And I don't feel like too much has changed. We've learned to adjust to like, people having boyfriends and having other friends and everything like that. But it's, I don't, I don't know. Like, I, I feel like, like if you're meant to be friends, it should happen organically. No. Or do you, did you guys have to work at your growing pains with your friends? I think sometimes you just outgrow people. Like, you know what I mean? Like Absolutely. your lives start moving in a different direction and it just kind of happens. And, and that's probably with me, I will say this, I'm a military brat. So it's like, if we're friends and then we're not, I'm just like, whatever. You know what I mean? So it's just kind of, and there are certain friends that I have had that have been really close friendships that it does hurt when we're no longer friends anymore. But I also know that like, you know, change is the one constant and not everybody is meant to be in your life to stay. <laughs> what about you, Empress? Um, yeah, I know you have long-term friends. I do. I mean, I have some friends that I've known my entire life since kindergarten. Um, and I have friends that I met last year, you know, I meet people all the time. Um, but I do have relationships that have grown apart or I have friends for different reasons and I'm okay with that. And I don't think there's a problem with that. I think that people a lot of times hold on to these relationships because they have so many years invested. It's okay to grow apart and only call each other on the holiday holidays or send cards to each other on holidays that's fine that's part of growing up that's part of being a grown-up i don't have a problem with that oh wow i'm letting all y'all know now y'all not going nowhere you're my friend for life we're sisters hi hi guys to me are the people that are like no new friends and like all their friends are people only people that they've grown up with oh yeah no no i'm not like that i'm just letting y'all know that i'm here forever so you try to leave me and it doesn't happen. It's like I'm like a good guy's doll. We're friends to the end, okay? Okay, Chucky. <laughs> yeah. Exactly, good guy doll. Okay. Yeah, I'm just letting y'all know. Um, Kimmy, I, I mean, you could say whatever answer you believe in, but I know Wait, we just I'm gonna be your friend like forever. I really ain't have friends. 
no, no, goody, sorry. <laughs> we can't we can't hear about like the person you met when you finally went outside and you was allowed to go yeah, to the sneaker well, store or something. Like no, I, I don't care. Them, you they did just a friend because you was glad to have a friend. Yeah, you I like you. Yeah, I'm so happy to have friends now. <laughs> Don't y'all feel like, I feel like I'm so happy to have friends now? Go ahead, Kimmy, because we have friends. I mean, I feel like everybody serves their purpose, so it's maybe it's not supposed to be forever, but, you know, you kind of know where you should place those people sometimes. Because I've had, I had a best friend that we were friends since we were six, and we're not best friends anymore, but we still check in with each other and you know we send each other pics of the kids and stuff like that because we kind of diverged at a certain point and it's not like we didn't like each other we just weren't doing the same thing she was going after um ball players and I was kind of like already wifed up so I couldn't go play with her and so you know we still value each other it's just not at the same place that it was before and then I have other friends where you know we've been friends since we were teens and we're still close now and we kind of hold a different space in each other's lives. So I don't think they necessarily have to stop being friends, but they're not really moving in the same circles right now. So that might be part of the issue. Mm, that's a good way of seeing it. Um, would you like to add something, Goody? Yeah, I have friends. <laughs> <laughs> like I, I, I think it's different though when you're when you're grown or closer to the grown age, and you meet. Then, because you know all the stuff you go through as a child, just to even have a friend from childhood till you get to eighteen is tough. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, just to be fair to some of the people who've known me my whole life, there are some people who would think that they are my friend from. <laughs> <laughs> There are people who say she ain't got no damn friends, yo, and they want to have There are people who think that they've been my friends since like elementary school, but the reality is I wasn't raised to have friendships. What I have learned about the value of a friendship is to let it ebb and flow and kind of take the form that it's going to take. Like one of my oldest friends is a dude, so that might change the dynamic a bit. But when we stopped, like, he was my right hand. And when we stopped being together in the same way, like, he started hanging out with my sister more. It's cool. He can still call me for anything. And I can still call him for anything. As a matter of fact, he's paying my Netflix because he was using my Netflix for two years. And I didn't know. So then when he found out, no, I lost my card because I wasn't using the Netflix. <laughs> And it got cut off, and he tried to call me to curse me out. And then he was like, yo, I was calling you to curse you out. But the truth is, I've been using your Netflix for two years, so I'm going to just pay for it. You follow what I'm saying? But, like, that friendship, I've allowed that friendship to take the turn. Like, he will, yo, my godson's birthday, I don't get the call. My sister gets the call. I just show up because regardless of what, I'm going to honor the friendship. Because I care, because I cared about you, I will always care about you. And wherever we go, whenever we need each other, we will come right back to this place. But what's necessary for that? I need the kind of friends who don't need me to be around them all the time, or who don't. Amen. Oh my gosh. I need the kind of people who pick right back up. Like we need to be able to pick right back up. If we can't do that, because I, I go, I'm busy. Sometimes I'm in the house. Sometimes I'm in these streets. 
Well, I'm a problem because I like to do ball-headed hoe ratchet shit with my friends often. So I'm going to call you. I'm going to meet up with you. I'm going to be outside your house, honking the door. You can just what ask Jillian what it is. That's she crazy. Yeah. I will say not to sound like, like, like you know, like the, the Grinch of friendship over here. I do have a friend that would literally, we have been friends since the womb. Since our mothers met when they were pregnant with us and we're like three months apart in age. When she and I see each other, you would never know that we don't talk all the time. Right. And, and that's how it should be. Don't. You know what I mean? No, that's like, not how it should be. No, yes, no, you is. need to check in weekly with me. No, no, no. I, don't. <laughs> no. I, I love, I you love you like, 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 like I'm your man. Sorry. Sorry. And you have not you called me back. You do not have the penis required for me to check on you every day. That's, that's another couple. Wow, wow. I think I Damn. think that you guys are not being truthful at this moment. Um, Nicole, <laughs> thank I'll you. Your birthday's coming up. Around. I will send you a Tracy's I'll, dog. You'll love me forever now. Um, I'll thank you for my return call. Um, so you you probably have texted me. I don't like being texted. No, no, I have okay. called you. When I'm texted it. Well, called in, and I, I apologize for that because then I, I like to return calls. I don't like to be texted. In. I'm not a texter. Okay. So I'm just oh, Carly, oh, don't you call you back. I'm talking about something. No. No. Yeah, that or is she, true. Or she yeah, tired from being across talking about the 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 the, the rain is pain. <laughs> <laughs> she tired from all of that chat. But yeah, if Carl don't call you back, you need to apply more pressure. Yeah, because I, I definitely, I definitely do try to make sure I call y'all back. Like one thing I'm known for, especially since my home, is that like this is like if you date me, you have to know too. Like my phone could go off at any time of the night. I'm gonna answer it. Like it's just me. Um, um, me too. That's why I'm single. Yeah, so so um, also need a response right now. So now now I know that y'all. Won't won't do the same, but that's okay. But I'll call you in the middle of the day. Be like, "What's for lunch, bitch?" Right. So I'm gonna mm-hmm. need you to answer and tell me. So, um, in other words, there's no escaping me. You did this to yourself and your stuff. So just as long as you guys understand that. So yeah. So Nick, how, how do you feel about the fact that you're stuck with me for life, day, all your lifelong friendships? I'm not. Included. I am a very simple person. So simple, in fact, that most people you're a Gemini. Ill. You make it difficult. Mm, it's the other um, people I see. It is. I mean, because I'm very simple. I, what I say is what I mean. And Excuse if I tell you I'm going to do something, that's what I'm going to do. If I tell you I'm not going to do something, I'm not doing it. it it's really <laughs> just that simple. So when and outside opens up again, can we do ball headed whole shit together? Mm, it depends on what kind of ball headed whole shit you're trying to do. Whatever ball headed whole shit you want to do. <laughs> I'm trying to grow this hair out. I'm just, you know. I have one long-time friend. We've been friends since, I want to say, like, fourth grade, like, vacation Bible school. Not fourth grade, excuse me, since we were, like, four. Vacation Bible school time. Went to the same church. Like, it's so much so that we're, like, family, right? I don't have to speak to her every day. Sometimes I don't speak to her in a month. When I call her, though, it's like, what's up, babe? Like, nothing ever happened. I, I, I require friendships that don't require too fucking much. Facts. Well, you ain't gotta require nothing from me because that's what I'm gonna do anyway. I'm gonna be calling <laughs> you, be you, right? on you anyway. If if you being you says you gonna you know you you want to call me, I'll answer the phone. 
no i don't i don't expect it from other people i know that exactly. i'm a lot as long as you being people. you doesn't require me but to be you. i i'm <laughs> just letting you know that me being me means i'm gonna be like yo empress how is the kingdom today okay and all i need to know is be like bitch shut up and i'm like all right she good that's what i'm saying as long as you don't expect <laughs> you from me we all good <laughs> <laughs> I can see your face, and I can't even see your face right now, but I can see it. <laughs> it's red lipstick on, too. So, now that we're talking about that whole circle, to bring it now fully circle and to cap it off with this last little part of the conversation, Issa and her girlfriend, from what I, from what I remember, if I remember correctly, they all know each other through their late teens, so college through 20s. I think Kelly's the late the late pickup in the friendship. Um, Tiffany, Kelly, Molly, Issa, all them bitches is insecure about something. Tiffany is the great fronter. You know, fronts like she got a great marriage. Fronts like, you know, she's gonna have a perfect baby. You know, like, walks around mad light skin. Like, you know, like, her light skin heaven and everything, you know. So, I, I can say that. I got a light skin mama and a light skin baby. I can say that. I can say that. <laughs> Kelly, Kelly is, um, I think everybody shits on Kelly. You know, I think there was one episode maybe two seasons ago where Kelly kind of was like, nah, yo, I'm actually dope. And they were like, oh, you are. You're not just a fat, funny chick. So that was interesting to see. Um, and then we already know Molly and Issa are shit shows. So um, what do you have to say about their collective friendship? Yo, Tiffany ain't shit, yo. Nah, nah, I, I understand why Tiffany didn't say anything with uh, Condola. Why? Condola. Because, because it was just one date that she knew about. Like, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna cause drama and say nothing like that. Like, if it's just one date. And then, from what but she I heard, the date was horrible. So, so good. So now you don't have to say nothing. She didn't look like she didn't know. Like, the second yes, y'all she find did. Out, yo, the second y'all find out that, well, I don't even know that there's anybody that I care about that much. Truth be told. But if I think all gonna listen to this too, and she gonna get hella messages. Oh, you don't care about me, bitch. I think they know. Um if I if I care about somebody and you happen to see the somebody and just give me the heads up. I don't like surprises. I don't like surprises. I don't like surprises. Not like that. Like we could deal with anything, just don't surprise me with Oh, I saw them down the road, but I didn't know it was gonna go turn into a marriage. Nah, tell me so. It's not her business to tell. It's not her business to tell, but if you hip somebody to something. Oh, you getting close to her? Remember that dude you went on the one date with? Oh, that's her ex ex. Yeah, at least at least at least she could have told Condola and maybe not um Issa. Well, oh, I, 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 I personally wouldn't have. I, I could understand her not telling Issa. But I don't. I would have said something to Condola. She'd be like, "Who? I like that man. Only he's sexy." I'd be like, "Mm-hmm." And that's Issa's ex-boyfriend of five years. But I will say that she seemed like she didn't know until the flowers when she came that's into her I'm office. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. She didn't know, and then she did tell it in that moment with both of them sitting there. But what about that for Issa? This is where Lawrence is a fuck boy. Remember when he forgot Issa's birthday and tried to go get her something from the drugstore? And mm-hmm. And now you buying desperate <laughs> roses? All right, sir. Saturday. <laughs> Saturdays. <laughs> <laughs> All right, sir. You could afford a desk full of roses. Eh. For a woman you now meet. Eh. You going to Mum Strong. 
he didn't have the good job then. That's not the point, dog. He didn't remember her birthday and tried to get her. Uh, yeah, he could have cleaned the damn house and had it not smell like farts and feet. You just made that up, Finn. <laughs> Yo, whatever I saw that old apartment, it smelled like farts and feet to me. That's all I got to Yeah, man. Um, what do you What do you think, Commander? What about their friendship? I mean, it just it, it is what it is. I mean, to me, that's like a realistic depen- depiction of a group of ladies. Like everybody has their thing. You know what I mean? And this is so. I'm gonna tell y'all this too. This is why I'm going girl trips. So this is gonna be like a whole new adventure for me. Oh, really? Um, this is why you don't what what when? Woo! Let me no. Let me let me let me back up. <laughs> That I went on a girl's trip was 10 years ago. Let's have that conversation, okay? Because okay. I made a comment about, like, how if you take a group of ladies at some juncture, everybody feels like the ugly one. Maybe not y'all. But then over the course of this trip, everybody's <laughs> And I'm looking like, really, bitches? No. Y'all sat up here and everybody just, like, went in when I made my comment. But here's everybody's insecurities coming out. Like, just be real. Everybody has something about themselves that they don't like or they feel a little funny about. Some of us have owned it and accepted it. And so we're all, you know, along a different path with it. But it just, that like, just, it annoyed me. And also being in a male-dominated industry, I'm just just hanging out with dudes. And it's just, yeah, that was just a new experience. So, yeah, is that. I think part of what makes Black Girl Moves a little different is that so many of us are um, tomboys <laughs> or like girly tomboys. And, you know, and then like we just know that we all just bow to Empress Mocha. And as long as we do that, everything is fine. And so, everybody owns who they are. <laughs> and there's something to be said for that. Everybody owns who they are and everybody's comfortable in their own skin. So I don't mind going places with y'all. Because we can talk about having, like, whole phases and stuff, and y'all don't be, like, clutching pearls and all that shit. I will definitely clutch pearls. <laughs> She'll be all right. Yeah, yeah. Goody, good, goody would be like, be okay, oh, you did what when you was what, teen? Oh, she didn't. She just ain't going to talk about it. <laughs> right. You <laughs> be like, you talking about that on public? Oh, shoot. <laughs> Write that down for later. <laughs> I, There's no way. That's and that's that's great communication. That's secure women that know themselves and know what they bring to the table and are content to fill whatever role that is needed for the success of the whole. You know, like even even like this, like when we talk, we we we're still knowledgeable to be like, let me make sure I let somebody else get their thoughts in this kind of other. And we talk together instead of talking against each other. Um you know? just agree. Yeah, I, I, yeah. So this, this is our first <laughs> Nori Nia <laughs> Kimmy what does black girl moves mean to you um, to me it's cultivating quality friendships and just showing oh. that it doesn't matter where you are or where you're from that you can find people who may not have the same background as you but you can you know make good friends out of them regardless that's a great way of looking at it. And then also, you know, um, instead of looking at each other as enemies or a competition, just looking at each other as another black woman that's trying to live and work and breathe in this, this world. And <laughs> if there's anybody else that understands what you go through as a black woman in this world, no matter the station in your life, whether you're rich or you're poor or 
you're from America or you're from Europe or Africa or the Caribbean or Latin America, you, you have a very similar experience. And so trying to see each other as your sister, meaning they understand your experience, right? Because your sister grows up with you. They, they understand what it's like to be you because they had a similar upbringing, you know? Um, <clears throat> look at, looking at each other like that, it, it actually is, is better for us. And then maybe we can, you know, quash a lot of the cattiness and the issues and stuff like that. And I'm not saying everybody has to be best friends because I'm not, I'm not down with that neither. But um, just still just taking the time and do you have to gut that person like a fish or can you just like swim on by them? You know, like, so sometimes that's, that's all it takes. And um, this, this black girl moves has actually helped me to, sometimes I, I had the knife ready. I had the hook and everything. I was like, I'm gut this hook. And then I was like, but what is that really going to solve? You know? And then um, I don't say that out loud because then there's going to be a lot of people like, I told you, okay so <laughs> i had to do that so that i could be here and understand that i didn't have to do that all right so <laughs> we hope that you guys um enjoyed this talk with us before we leave we just want to reiterate <clears throat> the domestic violence the national domestic domestic violence hotline is 1-800-799-7233 we're all dealing with this covid we're all in here so hopefully you sheltered in place or you stayed at home you're together we're all alone together you know in this and beating this um keep your head up so the suicide national suicide prevention lifeline 1-800-273-8255 all calls are confidential if you need help pay um, to be scared and uncertain in these times um but we do hope that you find the um the tenacity and the faith and and um the courage to hunker down do what you need to do so that we can all get through this together. And when outside comes out, hopefully you guys will come and go with us because we are Sisterhood on the Moon. Hey, light up. Yay, it's done, it's done, it's done. Ah. That was a really good job though, ladies.